Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Markets. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we know it's important to stay ahead of inflation. We think about where interest rates are going and what this means for markets. Pipeline companies may offer inflation protection through the energy transition. We identify other sectors with the ability to maintain their margins when prices are rising. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the holes in Democrat energy policies. We have the tools to put America on an irreversible path to achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2050. So what does it mean for you? It means cheap, abundant, clean power made right here in the U.S. And deploying these solutions are going to create millions of good paying jobs, all kinds of jobs for all kinds of people. That's Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm in a clip from her website taken last week. One of the many problems with how the Democrats approach energy policy is that they're completely disingenuous about the cost of the energy transition. Time after time, we're told that solar panels and windmills will provide cheap energy, that they'll create thousands of well-paid jobs. It begs the question, if this is true, why aren't we already there? What's holding things up? I know costs were slowly falling, at least up until Russia invaded Ukraine, But the technology isn't new. It's been around for decades. Are America's utility companies stubbornly refusing to switch fully over to solar and wind in willful defiance of the profit opportunity? Obviously, that's not the case. Solar and wind will grow, but the Energy Information Administration, which Jennifer Granholm oversees, only expects solar and wind to reach 12% of our energy use by 2050. Today, they're at 4%. This is because we're not yet ready to switch over to weather-dependent power sources. And as we do, prices will go up. Look at California or Germany, two places that consider themselves leaders in renewables, and you'll see very high electricity prices. In my opinion, we should be looking at ways to reduce emissions. I think it's pretty clear that human activity is increasing the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere. It's less clear to me that the planet will become unlivable if we fail to hit the UN target of limiting the increase to 1.5 degrees of warming versus the 1850s, because we're already 1.1 degrees higher, so about three quarters of the way there. As a risk management issue, it's our only planet, so we should be trying to do this, but without wrecking everyone's lives along the way. If we don't reduce emissions, rich countries like America will be best able to deal with the result. Returning to Democrat policies on energy, they haven't done any hard thinking about communicating honestly. Clearly, the message they're sending to the American people on low costs doesn't fit the facts. But now they're also blaming the U.S. energy sector for not increasing crude oil production in response to rising prices. Now, maybe I'm a little more sensitive to this criticism than most, because although the pipeline sector has been beating the S&P 500 for over two years, there was a period of time before that when investors shunned the sector. There were fears of stranded assets due to the energy transition. The prospect that pipelines already installed underground would be decommissioned way ahead of schedule because we'd be producing less oil and gas. 
Democrats stoked those fears. They were very open about wanting to transition away from traditional energy. Would you close down the oil industry? Way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, that's transition. A it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But that's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy. I thought the energy transition would be more complicated and take far longer than suggested by Democrats. But an awful lot of investors weren't so convinced because of the rhetoric from Democrats. Oil and gas prices were already rising because of policies that dissuaded investment in new production. Russia's invasion just made it worse. So now our government wants increased domestic production, but only temporarily. I don't see Jennifer Granholm or Joe Biden shifting their long-term policy goals. They want more oil now just for a bit. But once the crisis has passed, they'll be back to the optics of canceling the Keystone Pipeline, for example. There is nothing that would have increased production if the Keystone Pipeline had been approved. It wouldn't have even been built by now. So that is just a talking point. She's missing the point. Canceling that pipeline was all about optics. And obviously, once oil prices drop back, they'll loudly adopt the old policies again. How does an oil company drill for oil temporarily? How does a pipeline company lay a temporary pipeline to gather this oil for just as long as politicians want it? Democrat energy policy is utterly clueless. They should say the energy transition will cost money. It will take time. The energy department forecasts natural gas will still be our most important source of energy in 2050. The government's energy policies are based on how progressives wish the world could be rather than in reality. Until they start thinking harder, you won't see investors applauding much increased spending because Democrats are fair weather friends to the energy sector, if they're friends at all. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Markets. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and follow us on Twitter, at Simon Lack.